All right, so before we start, though, I do got to give a shout out to the women of the, of the WNBA, you know, and shout out Stacey Abrams as well, you know, just for all the work that they do and have been doing and all the advocacy groups in the state of Georgia who were like just pushing for everybody to get out and vote because now the Senate is controlled by the Democrats. I mean, I don't know what that means in the grand scheme of things, but you know, they, Mitch McConnell is as good as like nothing now, <laughs> you know, he can't block nothing else, you know? So I, I, yeah, I just had to give them a shout out, you know, and shout out to HBCUs as well. Cause you know, heavily represented in, in U S Congress now. So just had to do that before we start. Play-by-play analysis. I believe this is the first episode of 2021. You know, shout out to, to to my good men here. I got my man's Xavier, the trying to make his return to the Wave King. Uh, my guy Matt is in the building. My guy Lawrence is in the building. Everybody's here today. You know, Meg is out doing her thing. We love Meg. Superstar Meg out this film, you know. But here, play-by-play analysis podcast, Devin Ash, BSK, play-by-play. If you know, you know. If you don't know, don't worry about it. And we are here to do... NFL award show. That's what we're here for. You know, you know, um, the seasons, the regular season at least is wrapped up. So we're getting ready to go into the thing, into the playoffs. And pretty much everything is pretty much essentially decided for the regular season. So that's what we're here for. And that's why I called y'all. So y'all ready to go? As always, let's do it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's get it. All right. All right. So we gonna do it easy. We gonna start with the offensive player of the year, you know. And I guess X, I, I want to start with you. Who do you think is the offensive player of the year in your mind? So I have it one A, one B. My first one is Aaron Rodgers, and my second one is Derrick Henry. It's not a one or a two. It's a one A, one B. I mean. Aaron Rodgers turning back the hands of time, showing everybody that he is not watching. He's still that bad man. But Derrick Henry, the last running back I saw do some things like him was Adrian Peterson in 2012. And I'm not trying to make a comparison there, per se, because Adrian Peterson was coming back from catastrophic injury. Derrick Henry was just coming back from showing everybody that he is a man beast out there on the field. But... What he put together this season, especially that final game being as determined as he was to get those 2,000 yards, that stat line went crazy. And the craziest part of that day is he didn't even have the most rushing yards in the NFL that day. Jonathan Taylor did, and he's an up-and-coming huge running back in the league himself. But I would say it'd have to be between those two, and I would say maybe a third person. You could go two ways with this. Josh Allen or Stephen Diggs, if not the both of them, three and four right there. They put up some monster numbers in Buffalo this year in that team. In that offense, they did some big things. but They broke they, records. They broke franchise yeah, records. Yeah, sure. So I would have to go with Aaron Rodgers or Derrick Henry right there. And honestly, I wouldn't mind if the league went co-offensive player of the year on both of them because they both just did a phenomenal job doing what they had to do this year. Hey, Matt, what about you? Uh, I definitely agree with X as far as <clears throat> Derrick Henry, but I don't agree with him by anything else. Cause it's like <laughs> Derrick Henry, and like you can put like just the whole Grand Canyon and put it in the middle, then everybody else. Right, that's how far it is. You might, they might as well just give the award to him now. Let him sit at his house while he goes off to the playoffs because it's pretty much over. The man went for 2,000 yards. They running back there would do that. Like you said, Adrian Peterson. And the, the good thing for Derrick Henry, as far as offensive player of the year, the last, the, all the players that have done it have won offensive player of the year. All the players that have done it did not win MVP, though. AP did. I'm not talking about no, no, I said all of them did not win. I know AP did, but okay. all of them did not win. Right. Like Jamal Lewis did. Did not win MVP. AD did, yes, but not all of them. Right. All of them, all of them did, you know. Yeah. Last person to 
person that did it was AD, and he won both MVP and Offensive Player of the Year. So that's why I believe that Derrick Henry would get it just based on history and just based on him having a historic season. Winning, I believe, by last five, and I think it's his award right. Me personally, I remember earlier in the season, like I was saying, Derrick Henry had to be in the MVP consideration as well. It's just that it's a shame he wouldn't win it because he's a running back and it's very quarterback-heavy league at this point. But it's like if you look at the definition of most valuable player, you take Derrick Henry away from Tennessee, they're not in this I, – I mean, you know, Tannehill's good, but he's not great. So, you know, he makes that offense go. But I, I definitely think he's offensive player of the year. And I feel like Diggs has something to say about it, but he's the only other person I think that's close to Derrick Henry. But yeah, that's just me. But Lawrence, what about you? I agree with Matt. I just feel like we look at the songs that were against against Derek's name when he first came into the league. You would never think that he'd be a one to rush for two thousand yards. And so for him to be able to persevere through that and be able to Rival the game plan, which is, you know, tackle him low, bring him down, and still be able to run through contact. And to have 2,000 yards is really quite impressive. And so I believe that it is Derrick Henry. But I don't believe he'll win MVP, however. Um, and I feel like this year might be one of the most competitive races for this award because I feel like there are quite a few uh, people that you could – give the award to, that it would also be justified in their action and in their play that they've um, shown us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I do think that for sure. But, um, yeah, no, it, this was, it was a very offensive-driven season. It was very prolific offenses around the league, like wherever you was looking, really. So, to the I mean, some bad ones, obviously, as well, but a lot of really good ones. But um, I guess to keep the train rolling, let's go over to Defensive Player of the Year. And me personally, I just, Xavier Howard. I, I don't know how I, anybody else could get it just because, I mean, well, no, I take that back. It's some other people that are definitely deserving. But me, I'm like, yo, it is very hard to get 10 interceptions in a season at the NFL level. It's, I mean, you see it in college sometimes and, you know, but this man had 10 interceptions. I mean, maybe that says more about the fact that people keep throwing it to him. I don't know. But 10 interceptions for a defensive back, that's ridiculous. Or for a corner, is ridiculous. Like, that's that's ridiculous. So, I, I feel like he could win it. Miles um, Garrett obviously got something to say about it. Aaron Donald, at this point, you might as well put his face on the award. Um, so... Those guys all were really good. So, I guess, Lawrence, who's your defensive player of the year? Um, honestly, I would say Miles Garrett. You know, making a playoffs for the first time in 18 years is a pretty big feat. And to bounce back in the way he did with his terrible ending with his um, helmet. Helmet fight <laughs> really showed uh, really showed a lot of character and right and righteousness. So he would get my vote. Right. Anybody else? I'll go ahead and I'll vote. I give it to Miles uh, Garrett too, and then I go Xavier Howard number two. Listen, y'all know I'm a Steelers fan. I love my guy T.J. Watt, but 15 sacks is not enough to award somebody the Defensive Player of the Year award, and as much as I love Aaron Donald, too, he kind of tailed off there in the second half of the season. Right, yeah. Rams defense is getting more done as a whole. You heard more about Jalen Ramsey's name in the second half of the season, per se, and you did with Aaron Donald. So he would finish number fourth in that category for me. But mm-hmm. I would go Miles Garrett, number one, Xavier Howard, number two. Right. Matt, what about you? Okay, so I'm going with the best defensive player in the NFL who resides in Los Angeles, California, named Aaron Donald. He's been the best defensive player in the NBA, in the NFL for the last about four years. Um, he has two defensive player of the year. He's going for his third, which is going to tie Lawrence Taylor and J.J. Watt. Shout out to J.J. Watt, by the way. That's my man, 50 grand. But, yeah, man, Aaron Donald is the uh, – 
best defensive player. He, he's if you was to just name the best, the most dominant, most valuable players on teams, not that's not a quarterback. I believe Aaron Donald and Derrick Henry would be the first two names out your mouth. Mm-hmm. Like those two are just crazy. Xavier Howard did have a crazy year with the ten interceptions. I will get from that. But uh, seeing that the last person to get ten interceptions was uh, Antonio Camardi, who was a dog as well, and it was he done he did it like over in two thousand and seven, I believe, when he um, way way back, even before he played for the Jets. And the year that's back when people was getting ten interceptions, uh, kind of not a lot, but a lot of people had got a back to back. Like Chen Bailey did it the year before that, and Ty Law did it the year before that. And the thing that all those young men had in common, none of them won defensive player of the year, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So it, it is uncommon for the, a quarterback to win it anyway. To me, um, they kind of gear it toward the big big boy in the middle or that's playing linebacker. And just like how they gear on MVP towards the quarterback, they kind of do the same for uh, defensive player of the year. So that's why I feel like it's going to lead towards um, AD, uh, Aaron Donald. The piece, the man child, the dude that might push over your whole offensive line with his pinky, that guy. Right. My my thing is too though. Charles Wilson got nine the year he won it. So I mean I mean Xavier got ten, obviously. But like yeah, so Wilson there's some precedent there and then plus a DB just won it a year ago as well. So I mean there it's not like you know, I mean, there is a pathway for him. And plus, the Dolphins were 10-6 and six this year, so it wasn't like he was getting meaningless stats. You know, so that's that's my thing, thinking with it. But, yeah, if I, if I, if I, if, if Xavier doesn't get it, I'd be shocked if Aaron Donald doesn't, you know. And they might, Miles Garrett, I think, could be in there, but it just, it just seems heavily geared towards Aaron Donald or Xavier Howard to me. Or maybe they do a co-defensive player of the year thing, too. Because, you know, that, I mean, they had a co-MVP once, so it's not like we haven't seen it before. So, you know, it, it it's a lot of where the candidates, though. We know that. Yeah. It's possible seeing that, like how you said, Stephon Gilmore won it last year. Even though he was like, the year he won, a cornerback uh, hasn't won it since, like, right. uh, Troy Polamalu. When that was ten years ago, so right. it's yeah. just like and, and everybody in between was he a defensive lineman or a linebacker. Right. So, but the only good thing that I can say about uh, Xavier is that he got ten. He's clearly um, the top cornerback in the NFL. Um, but the year that Charles Wilson did win it, just that next year, Tropar Molly won it. So that's kind of like yeah. two cornerbacks or two secondary players can win it back to back. So right. it can't happen. But it's just been a long. It's been ten years. It's since been it ten happened. years. Yeah. Only, yeah. This year would be ripe for it to happen because we're in a passing era now, so it would make even more sense for, I would think, than when they did it. You know, but um, I guess to keep it moving, the offensive rookie of the year. I think I don't know if we can all agree that it's Justin Herbert. I mean, at this point, at this point, I'm going to say yes. No doubt in my mind, if Joe Burrow had to stay healthy. He would have that award, but unfortunately, things just didn't play out for him the way that we were hoping that they would. Listen, Justin Herbert, 31 passing touchdowns as a rookie, breaking records, and, like, I don't like to judge guys necessarily based off their first year saying, yeah, he's second coming to this, he's second coming to that. I usually like to see two to three years worth of work to see with it, Mm -hmm. but... Dude looks like the real deal. He's a very accurate passer, and he has a rocket arm. So he would definitely be my number one choice for that. He could break the trend for Oregon quarterbacks because they haven't been so hot. Pac-12 in general has given us some just horrible representation from that conference in the league. And if for some reason he didn't end up getting it, the only other person who should get it over him is Justin Jefferson. He shouldn't go to anybody else. Yes, yes. 100% yes. Yeah. Uh, Matt, what about you? I agree with that last part. It should go to Jeff, uh, Justin Jefferson. <laughs> um, but just like you said, it's, it's, it's quarterbacks just get all the love in the NFL. Like, it's, that's just how it is. That's how all they've been. Quarterbacks, they get the tail end of the um, credit and they get the tail end of the blame. It's like, it's unproportional, honestly. So, uh, they, it's not as bad as 
that Audrey is is not as good as Audrey on the quarterback. But Justin Herbert did ball out. I, I can't deny that. Like he's li- he literally stepped when when they uh pretty much self sabotaged Taiwan Taylor by stabbing the man in his lung mm-hmm. and taking him out the game. Justin had to come in the game. Didn't know he was coming to the game. Found out like thirty minutes before the game started, and he had started. He went against the uh, Chiefs. But he went out there and threw three touchdowns and went for like 300 yards with it. And he just went off. And then later on that year, he threw, he threw three touchdowns for uh, three touchdowns in three out of four games. So he was just he was just balling, man. He had a good year. Like like X said, the 31 touchdowns. Like, come on. Like, that's easy. He did throw 10 interceptions, but that's actually not that bad for a rookie quarterback. And he, did, and he uh, had 4,300 4, yards. So that's like a 3 to 1 ratio almost. Yeah, like he, yeah. he he's an amazing year, and honestly, I was surprised because I didn't think I didn't think the young man was that good. Honestly, when he first came out of college, I thought he was going to be the worst quarterback out of the three that went in the first out of him, Tua, and Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be the worst one, but he's proven to be better than uh, Tua for sure. Um, it's still kind of up in the air about Joe, because Joe was actually balling before he left. I think Joe would have won. I agree with Ed. I think Joe would have won if he didn't get um hurt. Hopefully, he comes back healthy. But Joe was balling too, so. It would have been out of those two for sure. Um, but I would love to see Justin Jefferson win it. Like, I would love to see Justin Jefferson win it. But yeah. it's going to be too tough continuing what um, Herbert did. But shout out to Jefferson. He did have an amazing year. And he honestly surprised me. So, shout out to he, He's got, I remember Lawrence was talking about comparisons to Odell Beckham. And, you know, we, we all went back and forth with it. But um, a couple things. First of all, for Justin Jefferson, he got the he got the cultural appeal because he brought us the gritty. You know, now you got little white kids in Minnesota trying to learn how to do the gritty. <laughs> you know, um, and he broke Randy Moss's record, which is, I mean, come on, <laughs> you know, like that's up there. But Herbert, like you said, is a quarterback driven league, and not only the fact that he was putting numbers up, but he went a team that was two and seven, I think, at the time that he took over. Or no, they they were two and seven over the course of whatever at one point, and then they ended up finishing seven and nine. So that's gonna help in his favor as well, because you end up winning like going seven and two over like your final night. Or I don't know if I'm doing that math right, but something like that. Yeah, it's, you you were two and seven, and then five and two. Yeah, there you go. Okay, yeah, you go five and two over your last seven games. That's that's impressive. So. It's an uphill battle for Justin Jefferson, but he is very deserving, but I think Herbert's going to end up winning it. But, Lawrence, what you think? I honestly think that Justin Jefferson should get the award, but we know where the bias lies when other positions are thriving their rookie year. So, uh, I, But I do feel like Justin balled out. Both Justin, really, they both balled out. Definitely proved that they were worth taking that first-round pick with. And I feel like they all have many things, many great things to show us as the years go on. Um, I agree with everybody here that, you know, Joe Burrow would have stayed healthy. Joe would have walked away with it. Um, and I'm just praying that he comes back healthy. You know, maybe he uses his motivation to fuel the rest of his career that he, Y'all know I should have won that rookie of the year, but, you know. You know, and I, I'm sure he got bigger aspirations even than that, too. But to the Justin Jefferson point, as a Washington football team fan, I, I am so thankful that Howie Roseman is an idiot and didn't draft him. You know, I'm so thankful that I don't have to see that man two times a year for the next 10 to 15 years, you know. Shout out the greatest GM ever, and he's get to keep his job, too. Man, pay that man, you know. Because I'm so glad that I don't have yes. to hit, you know, it's bad enough we got to deal with CD, but it's, 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 it's so bad. It was so glad that he drafted somebody else other than Jefferson Jeff. That was the dumbest decision I've seen in in, in a long time. In, in what was it, the first round? Yeah. And then, yeah, you know, it, it's I'm, I'm thankful that they didn't do that. Cause, it was dumb, but... <laughs> Don't don't let uh, Oakland off the hook for taking Henry over all of them. Wait, but they, Henry was not terrible though. Is he better than Jefferson? No. <laughs> but, is he better than Ju- Judy? Yes. He didn't have a better year than Judy, so how is he better than Judy? Oh, well, 
right, so here, here, here's, here's what I'll say about Henry. I don't think he's a bust yet, but he's got to have a quarterback that's really going to be able to give it to him on straight line post route passes mm-hmm. for him to put his speed on display because he does not appear to be the best route running wide receiver, which is something yeah. that Alabama wide receivers are known for. Yeah. Yeah, I, I honestly didn't think he was the best. I, going into the draft, I thought I thought uh, CD was the best. Then after CD, I, I had Judy. Then I had Jefferson. Yeah. Then I had everybody else. Like yeah, Ruggs is the best out of all of them. I mean, it's still early though. It's still it's just their first year. Like Jefferson have off year next year. Right. Yeah, Jefferson may have off year next year, and Henry may explode with fifteen hundred yards next year. So we never know. And just Ju- going off one year. You know, plus Judy's got Drew Locke, so God knows what could happen with him next year. Um, we know you hate Drew Locke. <laughs> okay. I don't hate Drew Locke. I just the man is not consistent. He's Jekyll and Hyde. Like one week I love him, next week I don't know what he's doing. You know, it's it's hard to feel him out. You know, but yeah, but yeah, Drew sucks. You could be honest, but this is what X said. I think it was X that brought up Jonathan Taylor, right? Yeah. He had a crazy year too. Went for over eleven hundred yards, top three in rushing. Mm-hmm. He went had a crazy. Just to speak of other rookies that had a good year, like him, James Robinson, he finished top five in rushing, and um, Antonio Gibson had a pretty good year. Just to talk about the running backs that I, they had yeah. good years this year too. Eleven That's touchdowns, is, is, and he had over a thousand scrimmage yards. He ended up finishing. Yeah. He missed. He missed a couple games too, right? And he missed a couple games, yeah. But yeah, he, uh, he, he had a solid year in Cincinnati. Yeah, he did. And, yeah, yeah, he did. him too. Yep. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess to move over to defensive rookie of the year, I mean, <laughs> I was just like, I mean, sh- shoot, who, who y'all got? Chase Young and. <laughs> I mean, we, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Yeah, Chase Young. Period. <laughs> yeah, this Chase Young. It's not even close. We we, like we love. I'm gonna tell you, us, us DC fans, we love that dude up here. You know, mainly because he's from here. So that makes it even better. But, like, people was really... There was a period of time in the middle of the year where people were going as far as to say, oh, we should have... Like, was it the right pick at number two? Oh, man, he's teetering in the bus territory. I'm like, you niggas are ridiculous. <laughs> you know? And now we finished... He finished the year, I mean, it, by far. Like, and, and now you go from that to... We're finishing the year. Some people are comparing him to Sean Taylor. Like, <laughs> in terms of playmaking. And, like, as a trendsetter and a transcendent player and all that stuff. So, we went from, people went from calling him damn near bust to comparing him to Sean Taylor. You know, I can see that, and maybe it's because of the Washington yeah. organization, you know, comparisons right there. Mm-hmm. But when I look at him just based off his position, and I don't want to sound too far-fetched when I say this, I'm thinking young Lawrence Taylor. Damn. Mm. I, yeah, some mm. people people were saying Julius Peppers. I don't know about LT yet. Yeah, I was thinking Julius Peppers. He could get to. Right? I ain't saying he he got the worth ethic. The blah, 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 Lord, he got the work ethic to get to LT. Because he definitely got the the mouthpiece. That's what he's talking. Mm-hmm. I want time. I want time. Well, I mean, come on, yo. Like what he's supposed to say? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't want him saying. I don't want him. I don't want to hear him saying. I'm scared of Tom. I'm scared of Tom. Uh-oh, I'm like, bro, who got this draft? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, bro, we... I'm just saying... I'm not saying you should say that. But you know when she got to the locker room? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, you, you in a... Em- look, in fairness, you in an empty stadium, you don't expect somebody to catch that on camera? Because it ain't nobody Everything. in the stands. <laughs> you a communication major. Always believe the mic is high. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, we know that. Always believe yeah, we know that. We know that. <laughs> All right. That one was short. We but don't need to keep going with them. I got a question for you, Devon. Yeah. Before you move on. Seeing how amazing season Chase had mm-hmm. and seeing how great of a season Justin, uh, Justin had, Jube had been upset if y'all took a quarterback instead. The only quarterback that I would have wanted us to take over Chase Young is Joe Burrow. Okay. That's the only one. Like, if it would have been, if, if they go and run the draft back and Cincinnati just hits the head on the brick and decides to take Chase Young, 
Joe Burrow is the only other one I would want. You know, just you know, based off of a lot of things, like you know. But so I'm saying if, if Chase and Joe was both available for y'all to take, who would you prefer? Joe. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I would too, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like you know, yeah, but because Joe wasn't, Chase was the next man up, and that was like anything other than Chase at number two, I would have like denounced my fandom. Yeah, okay. I mean, well, obviously Justin turned out better than we thought, but well, well, to be fair with that, you know, you also have to give a little credit to the fact that Justin went to a cachet of offensive weapons. Right, like he would have came Washington here and wouldn't have had does that. Does not have yet. Yeah. Right, and yeah. Chase. The other thing, people always think that it needs a quarterback to build. You look at people keep comparing what the Washington did to the 49ers in terms of, you know, you built that, you built them in the trenches and then you go from there. Like, we had a top five defense off the strength of our front four. <laughs> like, you know, like, we had the number two passing defense in football with no Pro Bowl corners because of our front four. You know, like, stuff like that, that, you know. And it wasn't just Chase. I mean, Montez Sweat had nine sacks. You know, Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne were balling. Um, Ryan Kerrigan is 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 uh, the old veteran, you know, franchise leader in sacks. So, you know, it, 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 it like people think you got to start building with the quarterback. Like you can build plenty of other directions too, because some of these other positions develop much quicker. Like quarterbacks, the learning curve is so ridiculously steep. But defensive end, like you, this dude is still learning and figuring himself out. He got seven and a half sacks in a year. <laughs> you know, like. The learning curve isn't as steep with some of these other positions. I mean, at least from the outside looking in, it doesn't seem as steep from some of these other positions. But um, yeah, like like, but to answer your question, if 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 would have came down to Joe or Chase, I'd, I'd have chosen Joe. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> you, know, you know, but but he's the only one though. You know, but I guess to keep it going, comeback player of the year. You know, it's always an interesting award because a lot of the time it's more so about the storyline than it is the stats. And most years the stats matter. But I think this year, anybody other than Alex Smith just wouldn't hit. <laughs> you know? Personally, I, I just... You know, at first I was I was having my doubts about Alex at first in terms of put it, giving him the award because it just seemed like a feel-good story. But it's like, no, this dude legitimately not only I mean he pulled that huge upset against Pittsburgh and now he's helped lead this team into the playoffs like a year after one of the most catastrophic everybody thought he was gonna die let alone not play football anymore like this man almost lost his life and he comes back everybody thought he wasn't gonna play no more and now he's back in the playoffs you know so for me Alex Smith is comeback player of the year I don't know what, what uh what do you guys think I definitely have Smith as the comeback player of the year. Now, I believe it was Matt when we did this before, and he said that Ben Roethlisberger was in the consideration too. If Alex doesn't come back and play, maybe you can say that. But Ben Roethlisberger in the second half of the season, terrible. He's atrocious. Atrocious. Yeah, you no. Know. Hey, Lawrence, who you think? Uh, Is he in there? No. Nah. Oh, I, I think though, I think uh, um, Alex though, I think it's his award to win. Like, like the comeback from what he came back from. People saying his leg could be amputated, that he maybe can never walk again. I even heard some people say that it was he could potentially die. Yeah. So to go through all that and to lead a team to the playoffs, like that's unprecedented. Seventeen and surgeries, he, multiple infections, like. Yeah, like that's that's just amazing. So for him to even have the courage, like the willpower to fight back, like he could have just he got his money from y'all. Honestly, he got this guaranteed money. He could have mm -hmm. just said, "Man, I, I played ten plus years. I got my guarantee. I just think I got a couple of contracts. I'm, I don't need this. I'm done." But mm -hmm. he, he 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 got back out there, worked hard, and he made his way back on the field. And, and it's really a amazing story. So you gotta you gotta take your head off to him for that. And, I'm trying for him to take time down this weekend, so good luck, Alex. <laughs> right, I'd love to see it. I would love to see it. Like <laughs> it's 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 crazy to me because you know, like I said, the stats aren't really there. Like if you look at his on paper numbers, you know, like 
like when Eric Berry came back from cancer, the dude had an all pro season. So it made sense to give him comeback player of the year. Like Alex, it was like, we're strictly giving it to him off of the, I mean, at first to me, it was like, yo, we're strictly giving it to him off the story. Not even the fact that he's playing well, but then it's like, yo, he led a team to the playoffs and all that stuff. So he, he got it in my book, you know, but I was, I was kind of, I was one of the other people that thought Ben should have been in this situation. But then, like you said, the last five games, awful, terrible. All you have to do is watch the Monday night football game against Cincinnati mm-hmm. and how he was throwing the ball that night to understand no. And Buffalo, that Sunday night game the week before that, when he just, just, <laughs> yeah, yo, that game was horrible. Like, <laughs> you know, but yeah, so comeback. Is there, like, is there anybody else y'all think would have been in the conversation, like, besides Alex? I mean, well, we said Big Ben, but he, faltered off. Is there anybody else y'all th- could think of? I really can't. No. Not it. No. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, yeah, honestly, no. <laughs> it's like, yo, yeah, it's a no-brainer this year, really. I think. But, I guess, to that point, then, who's y'all's coach of the year? I'll go ahead. I say, I, I, oh, right, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I'll say definitely uh, in my eyes, Miami's coach. Brian Flores. Coach, yeah, Brian. Because uh, I, I feel like, I, well, I want to say they were picked last in the division. Mm-hmm. And having come all the way down to, you know, the last week of the regular season, really showed some fighting adversity. Yeah. And the constant rotation of quarterbacks, too. That team was, everybody thought that team was a year, well, they are a year away because they ended up missing the playoffs. But, like, a year after, like, I mean, last year it was, they couldn't have made it more obvious they were tanking and just cleared house. And then this year, to win 10 games, even in the even in the missing the playoff season, to win 10 games is still impressive, like, you know, that's that's very impressive for them. You know, me personally, though, I hate to sound like a homer, but I really think that the coach of the year, comeback player of the year, and defensive rookie of the year are all on the same roster. You know? Oh, my God. I hate to be that guy. But. Oh, my God. Ron Rivera, I mean, come on, look at it. This man was fighting cancer the whole damn season. There were games where he couldn't even really coach for real. He had to sit on the bench and coach. They were two and five and went on to go, I think five and four over their last. Did I do that math right? This math is whooping my ass today. They went five and four over their last few games to to win the division. He went through four quarterbacks, <laughs> or I think three, three or four quarterbacks throughout the season, dealing with all these different injuries, all this craziness, and on a team that doesn't even have a name. <laughs> you know, we don't know who their owner gonna be next year because all this craziness going on with him and his sexual assault charges and people getting fired and just 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 calamity everywhere. Ron Rivera at least got to be in the conversation if he doesn't win it. I mean, yeah, I can't, get, I can't get with the ride. I'm sorry. You can't get it from me, that. Nah, you know, what was their record? Like seven and eight, right? Seven and nine. Uh, seven and nine? Yeah. Nah, just, just to give you some information, mm-hmm. like I looked this up, the last coach to win coach of the year with a seven-minute record was Jimmy Johnson in 1990. I'm pretty sure that was before all this was born. Yeah. So, I, yeah, like his story is amazing. Everything he did was amazing, but I just, I can't give it to him, man. I can't even give it to Brian Flores, honestly. Like, he didn't make the playoffs. Like, he had a good year, but... But Ryan did, though. Okay. <laughs> huh? But Ryan did, though. And I told you why Ryan didn't get it, because he was doing 79. <laughs>
and they didn't want to be a part of that culture. Fast forward to the end of that season last year, they was turning everything around, and now you hear that this season they just won 10 games. So he really turned that whole culture around in, in such a short time. So I give him credit for that. But the person I want to give credit to as coach of the year is two guys. One of them coaches in Buffalo, and one of them coaches for the team that hasn't made a playoff in over 100 years. Well, I feel like over 1,000 years. Yeah, it's actually not that. I'm, just, I'm being over-exaggerated. It's the coach for the Cleveland Browns, man. Come on, man. He went He went to an organization that, that won, what, three games? Three games. I mean, before Baker got there, I don't even want seven when Baker was there, but I'm saying before Baker got there, they had, what, three games? Baker got there, they won, what, seven or eight? And they totally exploded. Slow with every high expectation of them last year because they had Odell, they had Jarvis, they had Chubb, they, uh, they had the wrong, everything. They had everything they had. They spent so much from the last year and they exploded last year. To go there and take that team to the first playoff in 18 first, years. In a, 18 years. Like I said, over mm-hmm. 100 years. It's been over 100 years since some boys made the playoff and now they're here. So I got to give them him. Um, Coach Kevin, then right after Kevin, I, I give the Sean, um, Sean McDermott over there in, in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Like, he's having an amazing season. He, he did have an amazing season with Buffalo. And uh, I, I just want to give him credit as well. But, yeah. Those are my two picks. Oh, yeah. No, I'd get them, too. Especially, I feel like Stefanski's going to win it because of what you said. Like, yo, it's Cleveland. (laughs) To turn Cleveland into a playoff team, he wins it off the rip, I think. Like, in his first year, too. It's not even like it's his second or third. Like, his first year, they, they, they get to the playoffs. But Sean, you know, they won 13 games. You know, the number two seed in the AFC. You know, it... It, I feel like Stefanski's going to get it, though. But, X, yeah. who, who you got, X? So, before I even answer that, to answer Matt's first question about the Browns record before Baker got there, it was actually worse than that. It, it was 1-31. in 31. I won't forget that because they went 0-16 in 2017, and they went 1-15 in 2016, and they should have went 0-16 that year, too. It was absolutely horrible. But You're right. You right. I stand correct. I, I remember they went, uh, what's his name? Coach Hugh Brown. Hugh Jackson. Told me Hugh Jackson. Yeah, Hugh Jackson. Yeah. Yep, I remember that now. You correct. I said three games. I gave him too many. That coach's staff was god-awful. Hugh Jackson, Greg Williams, Todd Haley, with Jarvis Landry. I don't get how you don't fight every day in practice. Every single day there would be a fight. <laughs> we'd be fighting everybody. Yo, like, yo. Man, but but yeah, but who are you talking about? Ex? Who are you talking about? So believe it or not, I would actually go one A one B here with this as well. My one A would be Kevin Stefanski because we already pointed this out. The Browns are in the damn playoffs. Mm-hmm. That that that's as enough as it is. Number two, I would actually go Ron Rivera. I'm usually not one to go with losing records too, but the cancer, everything that was going on in the organization with Dan Snyder. And also everything that was going on in the organization with Dwayne Haskins before yep. he finally got him out of there. That, 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 that's something to think about, too. And my number three would have to be Brian Flores, just simply because I love the job that he did in Miami this year. It's a shame they're not going to the playoffs, but he still did a phenomenal job nonetheless. But Kevin Stefanski would be my choice as 1A. And just as a 1B, I would go Ron Rivera, not even a 2 there. Just it could go either way right there for me, but mm-hmm. Kevin Stefanski, like Matt pointed out, he's more than likely going to win this award. Do you think Sean McDermott gets any type of love at all? I think he'll come in at number four just simply because Buffalo had a phenomenal season, but Buffalo also was a playoff team last year too. Yeah, that's true. So they had they had something to build off of before they absolutely exploded this year. It's impressive what they have done, nonetheless. But they were a playoff team last year, so that's. That's something that I think kind of hurts his case. Right, right. Makes sense, makes sense. I got you, I got you. Well, let me see. I guess, last but certainly not least, the award that everybody cares about, that has been dominated by quarterbacks over recent years, the most valuable player in the NFL. Who is it? Xavier, who do you think it is? So, I'm going to have to go with Aaron Rodgers. And at number two, I'm going to go with my guy Josh Allen in Buffalo. At number three, I'll go with Derrick Henry. And at number four, I got Patrick Mahomes. 
Mahomes didn't have a very good December. That, that That's just what it comes down to. Statistically, he wasn't very good in the last month of the regular season. And, of course, we know what Derrick Henry did in Tennessee. Yeah. And Josh Allen just put up mind-blowing numbers in Buffalo all season long, especially in the second half of the season. But Aaron Rodgers was absolutely unreal from the first game all the way to the final game of the regular season. I mean, let's just think about this for a second. He had many games where he was missing Devontae Adams and was still out there putting up numbers. He was missing David Bakhtiari, his uh, star love tackle for many games, still putting up numbers. He's going to not have him in the playoffs either. He's out for the year. Exactly. Yep. Final regular season game against Chicago and that pass rush, and we know that defense that the Bears have put together from that standpoint, it was almost like no problem, four touchdowns, no turnovers. Like This guy was absolutely unreal this year. He rewinded the clock to how he played in 2011 and 2014. So I believe it's Aaron's award to lose. Uh, congratulations to him on his third MVP in advance because there's just no way I don't see them giving it to anybody else. True, true. Hey, Matt, who you got? Yes, sir. <laughs> man. Bad, bad man. Yeah. Went to Kyle. He's from California. He stands about 6'2", 225 pounds. He resides in Green Bay. And he's a bad man. It's Aaron Rodgers, man. Come on. Mm-hmm. I, I've been saying it all year. I've been, I've been on there. Yeah. Because I've um, always been a fan of Aaron. I didn't feel like this was going to be his year. Um, I, I will say last year when he had like a quote unquote off year, I was kind of a little skeptical. Was kind of about to come down. Like I thought it might it might be the end of his greatness. So like it's said for him to shake back this year and do what he just did is is crazy. And, and I know people say it was a bad year. It was a bad year for Aaron's status. If any, like if Baker had a year like Aaron had last year, they might be calling Baker MVP. But it's just a bad year for Aaron's status. And that's just how it, it works when you're as great as he is. So. Um, I think the Aaron Rodgers man, uh, um, Pat, my homeboy, uh, shout out to him. He had a, he had an amazing year as well. He's right there. He's literally right there. So uh, shout out to Pat, my homeboy. But I think it's a two man race. I, I would love for Derek Henry to get it. I just don't see it happening. Um, I at least honestly don't see it happening. So he 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 would be third for me. Um, and I'm and as good as Josh Allen plays has been playing, I'm still kind of sleep on him. Not. Like, I'm, I'm half asleep. It's like I'm nodding off in church, and they keep nodding and they stay up. It's like I'm trying to stay up, but I, it's, like I don't, it's like I don't know. I don't know. It's like I, I'm, I'm here, but I'm not here. So I, I like Josh Allen, but I'm not sold to him completely. But I do, I do think he's a good quarterback. But, yeah, I, I got A-Rod, Patrick Mahomes, and Derek Henry. Man said nodding off in church. Not church. Lord, forgive him. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, who you, who you got as MVP, bro? Man. So, I believe you had talked about this before, and at the time, for me, it was Patrick. But, like X said, he really didn't have a strong December, and I feel like when the race is as close as it was, you can't afford to take your foot off the gas pedal. I mean, this this may not be what, you know, what they played for, oh, let me just play to get MVP, but I'm just saying in terms of winning it. And I feel like Aaron, to Matt's point, did go out there and, no, I, I've been not enough in church about Aaron because I just feel like, yeah, you're this talent, you're this good, but you know, around my parts of the world, we look for, we look for the hard work end of the year. Anybody can play great, you know, and have this type of great um, season, regular season. But can you win when winning gets tough? That's my only knock against Aaron. But I do understand that. Green Bay has kind of been on the side where it's like, hey, bro, you go out there and do the best thing you can with what we got. You know we're shopping at Dollar General. We know you want Louis V, but we're on the budget over here for some reason. So I would say Aaron would be my pick right now. But um, like like for offensive rookie of the year, I mean, offensive player of the year, I think there are a lot of players that you could, you know, throw their name in the hat and it wouldn't be, what do you think? Well, I mean, that's crazy. So I think Derek's up there, Patrick. Man, I will say that Russell Wilson definitely left this. He dropped the ball. He would be a stay-at-home dad making TikToks 
you know. Lord but, Jesus, Lord Jesus. Yeah, I mean, Russell, I, Russell had it. I thought yeah. Russell could have cut it this year, but he said, you know what? TikToks will get me, will get me <laughs> more famous than any NFL MVP could, so let me just take that route. What is it with you with TikToks, yo? That's what he does. That's what Russell be doing with Sierra. That's where his mind is. Well, he be doing other things with her, too, but. Well, that's another story. Yep. <laughs> but me, I'm gonna tell y'all, I've done a complete 180 because mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago when we were arguing in group chats and stuff, I was gung ho on Pat Mahomes. You know, my homeboy, that's my guy. You know, and obviously it wouldn't be crazy if he did win it because he he played lights out, even if it wasn't lights out in December. He still played lights out, 15-1 and one record, all that good stuff, whatever, whatever. But Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. And he just, he's kind of like the LeBron James of the NFL, like just the white version. Because he's just so consistently great that even his off year, like 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 Matt said, if Baker, if Josh Allen, if Dwayne freaking Haskins put up numbers like he put up in an off year, we'd be calling him a franchise savior. Like it just you know, this dude had what, twenty four and two or something last year, something or twenty four and eight, something like that last year, thirty six hundred yards, and people were talking and a thirteen and three record NFC championship, everybody said it's a down year. <laughs> At thirty five, thirty six years old, doing that. And then this year at 37, arguably is his best year. Like he almost broke his own QBR record. You know, I think I he had a couple too many incompletions against Chicago in that last game. But Aaron Rodgers is by far the MVP of the National Football League. And Mahomes is kind of sorta close. And then maybe Derrick Henry, and then it's just a drop-off. <laughs> like you know, and earlier in the year, I felt like Derrick Henry could have been the guy, but you just AP was the last running back I think to win it in twenty, and that was in twenty twelve. That was eight years ago. So it's a change of the guard in terms of the MVP. It's very quarterback heavy, which is unfortunate because there are plenty of people, you know, outside of the quarterback position that probably could make a run for it. But it's it's clearly a Rod, Pat Mahomes, a little bit lower Derrick Henry, and then everybody else. And then, like we already said with the A-Rod point, it's unfortunate when it comes down to the errors because he played in an era where it was more running back friendly. Like him and guys like Terrell Davis, because Terrell Davis, he also won the MVP the year he won to, that he rushed for 2,000 yards to. Mm-hmm. And, like, you really could make the argument that Derrick Henry really should get that award, but we already know his quarterback or bust type of league like for real now with that being said though could y'all see a situation where Mahomes and Rodgers are co-MVPs no not this year no just simply because of that last month of December like I said right it's not even like Patrick was terrible in December but for the numbers that we're used to him putting up Mm -hmm. they weren't good That that yeah that is true and I heard yeah he he was taking more hits he was throwing he was turning the ball over a little bit more than people would have liked to see, you know that Falcons game was way too close to call, <laughs> you know for comfort you know, um so yeah that that is true that that is very much true, now, I guess that does it but I guess to make it interesting, what are y'all playoff predictions who 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 are we seeing in the Super Bowl who are y'all Super Bowl picks. I got to start with oh. Matt. Matt, who's your Super Bowl picks? You want to go all the way to the Super Bowl? Uh, let me think. I mean, I, I, I'm going to go with what I picked at the beginning of the season. I picked the Green Bay and Chiefs to make it. Mm-hmm. I, I got Bucks on upset LA. That's my only wild pick, I would say. I did have the, the Browns on upset LA against the Steelers. But they, they hold coaching staff. They pretty much might, might as well send me out there to coach them. Cause they, like, they hold coaching staff, got coached, so. It sucks for them, honestly. So, so I'm not sure no more, but I definitely got the Bucks upset and uh, being upset by the uh, in the first round by your DC Washington football team. But I love overall, you. I got the uh, Green Bay and Chiefs making to the playoffs. That's the, that's why I uh, people for the season. I'm gonna just ride that out the rest of the season. 
Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Lawrence, who you got getting to the Super Bowl or what you think the playoffs shape out with? What's your Super Bowl picks looking like? Who, man? That's super. That's a, that's a long way off. That's just a lot of football be played between now. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say though, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Kansas City right now. Uh, I ain't seen nobody in the AFC playing some better ball than them. Although I think the boys of Buffalo can upset them. I think if Lamar could get revenge against. You know, Tennessee, you know, who knows how far they can go. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to pick Kansas City at the AFC. And then I'm about to go to Packer. I mean, I kind of I was in Seattle. I don't know if Russell's going to be making TikToks or not. And so I can't really, like, these TikToks, yeah. fully invest in Russell. <laughs> So he might want to take Sierra out to a nice little brunch on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> That's a, he's trying to get a dad of the year, which is fine, which is fine. Yo, and so it's like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, Tampa Bay is getting pretty hot, but I don't, I just don't have full trust in them. So I would say Green Bay from the NFC. But I do see some teams that could, you know, if they can, if they can battle their demons, they can, they can make a run at it too. You and these damn TikToks. <laughs> I don't know what he got going on. Well, that's Maybe Juju, really. Yeah. X, what about you? All right, so in the AFC, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go with the Chiefs, even though Buffalo scares me. And my wild card here is definitely Baltimore. Baltimore is a team I would not want to have to play right now. But I believe a Chiefs and Packers Super Bowl is exactly what the NFL needs and what has been a COVID pandemic ravaged year. And a Super Bowl is not going to be like any other Super Bowl that we've ever seen before. It's going to be limited capacity with fans and all of those things. If you want to get eyes glued to the television set, at least have stars out there playing on the field. The NFL, and I believe that that would be a five-star rated game. The NFL will do their damnedest to make sure that happens. You know, and that's why it's in Florida where there's no limitations. But hopefully, God willing, the NFL got more sense than Ron DeSantis. But um, to that point, I do ultimately think that we will see Mahomes and Rodgers duke it out in the Super Bowl. But the Ravens remind me of the Chiefs last year. Like in terms of the fact that, you know, they had a little bump in the road in the middle of the year and people were kind of writing them off a little bit and then they caught fire, but nobody really was paying attention to them. But they were catching fire right when it was like getting into the late November, December month. And now, yeah, if they can upset Tennessee, I'm just saying, I'm not saying they'll beat Kansas City, but they might beat Kansas City. Buffalo, I just don't know if they're there yet. And like, just for the record, I do believe Baltimore is going to beat Tennessee because I believe Green Bay helped give the recipe and the blueprint to what it's going to take to beat the Titans a few weeks ago, how they did it on Sunday Night Football. That and the other fact that the Ravens are have much more beef up front than they did a year ago. Yes. And better linebackers and really even their defensive backs are – Slightly better. They don't have that cancer in the locker room, Earl Thomas, anymore. So, right. so I do believe they have the front seven that can help contain Derrick Henry to a degree. I don't believe that's somebody who you're going to stop completely. Oh but yeah, if no. You can contain him into to under a hundred yards like the Packers did. And another thing the Packers exposed is Ryan Tannehill really isn't that guy once you get that pressure on him. He ain't. And that's the other thing they do better this year. <laughs> so. You know, and you can neutralize AJ Brown. You can, you can, you can't stop Derrick Henry, but you can slow down AJ Brown. You know, and it's nothing against him. It's just the fact that, like you said, Tannehill just when you put some heat on him, he ain't otherworldly. But I really think Baltimore people better watch out for them in the AFC side. In the NFC side, Tampa Bay is obviously going to be a sleeper just because they got Tom Brady, but. I don't really trust anybody else in the NFC because I want to say New Orleans, but I just, Drew Brees, that arm is scaring me. (laughs) You know, that arm is scaring me. And Seattle is too one-dimensional. So 
I mean, really, Green Bay, and don't nobody want to play Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau in December. And no, damn, that's, sure the not home, that's the one home field advantage in these playoffs that's actually a home field advantage, whether we have a COVID world or not. Right, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like Seattle's 12th fan thing is taken away. You know, the New Orleans Superdome, that's taken away. Like, Lambeau weather, it don't matter if you got fans or not. <laughs> like, and Tennessee was proof of that. Them dudes look shell-shocked playing in the snow. Aaron Rodgers was dicing their defense up. Like, it was nothing. So, you know, it's just, yeah, the road goes through Lambeau. And we're going to see Green Bay in, but on the AFC side, it's very hard to repeat even if Baltimore and Buffalo weren't doing what they were doing. It's hard to repeat as Super Bowl champs anyway. But, yeah, Baltimore scares the hell out of me if I'm a Chiefs fan. And Buffalo, obviously, is good. So, you know, but I do think – Actually, Baltimore, I picked Baltimore at the beginning of the year. I'm going to stick with them. I'm going to stick my neck out there. I trust Lamar is finally going to win a playoff game this year. I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see it. I think we're going to see it. You know? But, One question. What? One question. Um, does A-Rod need to win another two bowl to be top five all time? Yes. Or is he already top five all time? No, no, no. no. He, need, he needs to win one more. You can't win one in the beginning of your career and then go like 10 years without winning. You know? okay. Even though Brett Favre did, but that's a different era, though. I don't right. consider him a top five all-time quarterback, though. He, uh, threw, he threw way too many interceptions for me to say that that's a top five all-time quarterback. And also, he had a lot of playoff failures. Yep, just like Aaron. A-Rod, I mean, uh, A-Rod, uh, great. <laughs> Like I feel like I feel like he's got to win one more, or at least get to one more. You know, yeah. if, if he don't win it, at least get there. Brett Favre ain't he, get there. I mean, he been he been two right. No, he only oh, no. been one. Only been to one. No, no, he only went to one. He kept Brett losing Favre, horrible Brett Favre games. Went to two. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rodgers would lose these horrible playoff games before he get there. Like, remember the Arizona game? Remember the Seattle comeback? You remember? The Seattle uh, one was horrible. You remember um, the one last year they got dusted by <laughs> the 49ers. Like, he's had some really bad playoff losses. And, like, sooner or later, you got to at least get there one more time. You can't keep going out like this. So, top five would be what? Like, Tom, Joe, Peyton, uh, who else? I throw Drew up there. Whoa. You only got one. I Dan still, Reno ain't got none. I throw I Drew up there before Dan. John Elway. I would put John Elway in that conversation. I would say, yeah, John Elway, he has two. And he went to five. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a close because it's, it's not a lot of them that, that have the, the stats. Steve Young. He only has them. He has two, but he won one on the bench. So he has, he won one, though. But he has two Jack Super Bowls. Okay. He, he, he won one riding the bench. That's, he was still playing with John on uh, Joe, Joe Cool. Yeah. But like I said, it's not a lot that have multiple Super Bowls and the stats behind it. Like Tom has multiple with the stats. Brady, um, Joe has multiple with the stats. Peyton has multiple with the stats. But once you get past them, and you you have to go like to like old players like John United or Otto Graham, like you have to Terry go back, Bradshaw. back. Terry Brad, like Terry, but Terry doesn't have the stats. Though. He don't he have the stats. Yeah. He don't have the stats. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's like a rare combination. So, I, so Aaron's upset there. If he won two, that'll definitely shoot him in the top five for sure, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But he's, the, he's debatable as, as far as top five. Right. Like, John Elway has, has two, though. But he won two on the back of, on a, at the tail of his career. But John Elway had a great career, though. So, you can't take it because you won two where, uh, where Terrence Davis got there. Don't mean nothing. He still had a great, a fun, like, amazing career. So. Yeah, I was about to say, same with Peyton. He won off of that defense because he surely... <laughs> didn't win that last one. Von Miller won it. If, if, if they didn't get that second one, would he, would he be top five? Yeah. Okay. I would say yes because he has five MVPs. Yeah. And the MVP award after him, honestly. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. But do they do, they, do, they do that? They don't. They, they name. Does any individual award have a name? Is named after anyone? Um, I don't think Outside of the Walter Payton Man of the Year award, and I don't think so. Vince Lombardi yeah. Trophy, obviously, but no. Payton should definitely be named the Payton Man is MVP award. When he dies, it probably will be. But it won't be while he's, he's living. Do. 
when we get a new commissioner, maybe. Yeah, probably. Roger Goodell not forward thinking like that. Yeah, he really ain't. <laughs> but we can wrap it up now. Shout out to y'all. We bringing in 2021 the right way, even if the country isn't. <laughs> you know, shout out to y'all. You know, it's been cool. It's been a minute since y'all was on here. You know, so I want to thank y'all for coming on here again. You know, and um, shout out to Meg for coming in here, even though, you know, we can't hear her, but she's in there. All right, and so we got to get up out of here. This has been the play-by-play analysis. Your boy, Devin Nash, PSK, play-by-play. If you know, you know. If you don't know, don't worry about it. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everybody out there watching. Let's start 2021 off the right way. And let's get the, ready for the playoffs, for real life, for real. We got to go. we see y'all when we see y'all. Deuces. <laughs>